Hey, what's up all of you who are tuning in to check out our latest message right here online. Listen, it's going to be a great message and we hope that you enjoy, but even more than that, we would love to see you in person at one of our live weekend worship experiences. If you're not in our area, we want to encourage you to find a local church where you live because we just believe that we're no good alone. We're better together and you need family. So if you're not in our area, make sure you find a place where you live where you can attend a physical church and become family. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message and have a good day. break in on what I have been doing I want to come back to that next Sunday and um, something's happening in my spirit in regards to Operation Rescue if any of you were watching college football yesterday there were a lot of teams that started well and then they thought the game was over looks like the church to me I'm going all the way back to the book of Acts and how the church began and how they were out there and they really realized it wasn't about themselves, it wasn't about the money, it wasn't about the status, it wasn't about success, it was all about proclaiming Jesus Christ. Even men like Paul, he would talk about the coming of the Lord. So there's a break in this morning on what we're doing on Operation Rescue because we're going to come back to that. And uh, there was actually an individual that was visiting last Sunday, and it was incredible to talk with this individual after the service as she shared how real and how practical the message was in regards to human trafficking. I was able to make contact before we get started with the individual that spoke at Central Florida Community College, and in October, she and her husband will be here, and I'm hoping that not only you will show up, that you will invite others. In the meantime, how many are not concerned about Dorian? I'm not concerned one iota. Let me tell you why. Because there's power in God's kingdom if we will pray and agree. You know, the Bible says we have the privilege to come before him with boldness and share. So many of us, many of us across the nation have been praying and we're going to continue to pray. How many are buying into social media? I'm not. I mean, I appreciate all the news, but have you seen how it's jacked everybody up? People are out of their minds over something that is so temporary, so fleeting. And it's amazing to me, church, and those that may come into the church, and this is not the church. These are members of the body of Christ, which is the church. Mm. I'm going to preach this morning a message entitled, Are You Ready for His Coming? I am shocked at how from the natural realm we get all jacked up over weather and over other issues, political, etc. But let a man of God begin to speak to us about the coming of the Lord and we will actually daze out. We will actually go to sleep. We will actually act as if it's never happened and it's not going to happen. How rude. How ridiculous to say that Jesus Christ is not coming again. He's coming, church. Put it on CNN. Put it on Fox. Jesus Christ is coming again. 
The day of preparation is right now. Not when the storm comes. Not when Jesus returns with the sound of the trumpet. So this morning, I want to ask you the title of the message, Are You Ready for His Coming? There are six questions. I spoke just briefly to Robin last evening because college football was rolling. I said, do you understand that six stands for humanity? There will be an antichrist, and the number will be six, six, six. That day is coming. I'm not saying he's already alive, but there will be a day when there will be an antichrist ruler over all the world. And if you look at how technology is sweeping the planet, you now know it will be possible for one person with the power of darkness to be able to manage for three and a half years in total peace. And then all hell's going to break loose in the last three and a half. I'm going to close this message this morning with a quote from former President Ronald Reagan. And it's amazing that even presidents in that hour knew that the coming of the Lord was imminent. Imminent means at any moment, at any time. I grew up under the ministry of a man who served God for 60 years as a pastor. And he talked to us every day about the coming of the Lord. My father would talk about, my earthly dad would talk about, Jesus could come at any moment. But I got to tell you, the more I heard it, the less I wanted to listen. And the harder my heart grew to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're all jacked up about Dorian, but we're not even fired up about the coming of the Lord. And we're not even willing to roll up our sleeves and go to work to reach those who are outside the kingdom. It's fun to sing, rescue the perishing, but where are those who are willing to go out into the harvest field? That's where God's heart is, in the harvest field. So let me give you a couple of quotes, and then yesterday... I want to share some quotes throughout the message. Yes, I was taking notes in the celebration service in Newberry as one of the young men stood and spoke on behalf of his father. So I'm going to be using quotes from Joseph Morrison, and I hope you will listen. He did a phenomenal job speaking about the homegoing of his father and the reality that this life is extremely short. Quote number one, this is from Billy Graham. The second coming of Christ will be so revolutionary that it will change every aspect of life on this planet. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is coming again. Or you may be like the Leffert family and you may leave today. I will close with that story this morning. The second quote, Holy Spirit, I really need your anointing upon my life. Bible teaching, this is Billy Graham, Bible teaching about the second coming of Christ was thought of as a doomsday preaching, but not anymore. It's the only ray of hope that shines as an ever-brightening beam in a darkening world. How many are older than 21? How many are still somewhat connected to the school system? Somehow, children, grandchildren, maybe you have those living with you that are in school. Thank you. How many have noticed that times have changed? How many have noticed that sin has increased? Now, Mr. Morrison, young man, God did a great work through you there in the church yesterday. Listen closely. This is a quote by a young man who spoke at his father's homegoing yesterday. 
quote, it's not about how much time we have on earth, but how we use the time we have. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, <sighs> Pastor, Coach Weber, Mr. Weber, whatever, oh, he's going to go off on a tangent on Jesus is coming again. Oh, hum, I think I'll just go to sleep. And your loved ones are going to hell? And your friends and colleagues are going to hell? You mean we're going to go out to Walmart and buy everything we need and we don't even know that our loved ones are ready to meet Jesus Christ? <laughs> you mean you're all fired up about your team or the victory or the loss more than you are about those that have not yet come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ? <laughs> are you ready for his coming? I was all done with this message, but you know the Holy Spirit's never done. And he asked me to put one more verse in here before we begin with the six questions. Listen to what people said way back when Peter was around. Listen, sounds like today. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. And they will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From the, listen, from before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. Sounds like today. I want you to know this morning in the shortness of this message, the reason I'm going to go all out on Operation Rescue is I know Jesus Christ is coming. I know that my days are numbered, and I know individuals that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I've got to play deep into the fourth quarter of life. <laughs> and I'm not holding back this morning because I don't want anyone pointing at me Inside the house, outside on the streets, going, yo, Weber, you never told us that Jesus was coming. You told us to go get water. You told us to go get food. You told us this and you told us that. But you did not tell us that any moment Jesus Christ is coming. A little sidebar here real quick. I think it's funny. That's kind of being a little snarky. Everybody in the school system wants to know the date and the time when we're going to do a safety active threat drill. Do you think killers are going to do that when they show up at your school? You're not going to know one thing. And what do you want? You want a phone call from heaven saying in the next 24 hours, Jesus is coming. I'm standing as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm saying to you, one or two things are going to happen. Either Christ is coming or you will be departing. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? About ready to start question number one. There's only six because it's for us as human beings. Listen to one more quote. The weatherman says a storm is coming and everyone panics. The preacher says Jesus is coming and no one cares. I'm saying to you that Jesus Christ is coming and he's coming very soon. Question number one. This is how you will be able to assess yourself. Since there's a popular term out there called judging, I'm changing it so that you know that I'm talking about are you willing to assess and evaluate yourself? Question, are you looking for his coming? The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus. 
every day. I am looking. I'm expecting. This could be the day. This could be the last day that I go to the gym. This could be the last day that I'm out driving around in this county looking at schools and evaluating and assessing situations. This could be the day that Jesus Christ returns for the church. This could be the day. Yeah, I thought so. But man, let the team line up in the tunnel and let the big band at Ohio State begin to play and everybody stands and everybody gives kids who may not even like the university a big round of applause. But let us begin to hear that Jesus is coming and we go, really? I would not want to be here after he returns. <laughs> Are you looking for his coming? Number two, are you ready for your reward? Stay tuned. These verses trouble my spirit. Are you ready for your reward? Listen, you may not agree with it, but you're never going to change the word of the Lord. You may not support God's word, but it's settled forever in heaven. The word of the Lord is greater than anything I could ever say. So hear the word of the Lord. Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I'm coming quickly. You want to call him a liar? <laughs> and my reward is with me, listen, to render to every man according to what he's done. <laughs> so you don't think this matters? You mean it's okay to play tough in the first quarter, then take plays off, take days off, and act like it's no big deal? God's going to reward you according to what you've done. Are you ready for your reward? <laughs> Matthew 16, 27. As I used to say when I was coaching, all right, gentlemen, let's strap it up. Lock and load. Let's go. Let's get ready to go out and not only compete, but let's change the situation and let's walk out as champions. Matthew 16, 27. Hear the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Oh, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm just going to go in and take my test. Oh, it doesn't really matter if I pay my bills. Maybe somebody else will. You might want to line up with God's word. Are you ready for your reward? Listen to Mr. Morrison, just a young man who spoke so powerfully. And yes, I took the notes because I wanted them so bad. And by the way, hungry people always eat. <laughs> Dangerous to come to the table and just look at the food. What's he talking about? The word of the Lord. Listen to Mr. Morrison. Listen closely. This is a young man, not a pastor. Truth is truth, and sin will always be sin. Makes me just want to begin praying in the spirit. Let me say it again. Truth is truth, and sin will always be sin. You can't it, you can't justify it because the cross says sin will always be sin. So are you ready for your reward? Hmm. No wonder the church doesn't want to look for his coming. I would get things right with the Lord. Upstairs with the Father. Number three, we've covered two. This is number three. This is so powerful. By the way, without the help of the Holy Spirit, there's no way I could put this together the way that it has been put together on an iPad to, live, to share out with the people of God and that I have to live out. How will I know that I'm ready for my reward? 
Well, if I can answer the next question. Are you willing to repent? <laughs> well, if you want to tick off people, just say it's time to repent. We are in a jacked up society like I've never seen. Are you willing to repent? Please do not listen to my words. Hear the word of the Lord. Acts 3, 19. Therefore, repent and return. Which is first, return or repent? No, it's repent. Come on, church. It's repent. Those who repent always return, and those that will not, will not. I was listening to Dr. Adrian Rogers along with other pastors. I do that a lot when I'm out traveling from school to school. And Dr. Adrian Rogers said, and yes, he is now home with the Lord. But in this message, he said, later in my years of ministry, I began to truly discover how wicked and deceitful the human heart truly is. I'm talking about, are you willing to repent? Thanks to my brother, who's just about a year younger than I am, he notified me that Tim Kite has a website of phenomenal devotions, and I've been reading them. And one this past week was entitled, The Crooked Heart. We are living in a crooked generation, and there will be people that will tell you, settle down, don't listen to pastor. You know, he was all fired up this morning. I am saying to you, as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ is going to return. Are you ready, and is your family ready, and are your friends ready? Do they know that they know Jesus Christ as the personal Savior? There's no water in hell. Read that story, if you will, please. He just asked for a little dip upon his tongue. There's no water in hell, but we're all jacked up about a storm. <laughs> now a quote again from Mr. Morrison. He didn't even know that I was sitting in the back of that auditorium that was packed yesterday, and I'm taking notes going, wow, things you're saying ties right into the message the Holy Spirit has given to me. <laughs> Here's the quote. Anything that you put before God will cost you and will cause you to be jacked up. <laughs> wow. So let me ask you, this is not one of the questions. Sidebar, what things are you putting before God? It's called idolatry. It could be Ohio State. It could be your team. It could be whatever. But what are you putting before God? It will cost you and you will be jacked up. Thank you, young man. Powerful. I trust this morning you're listening to the Word of God. The message doesn't have to be long, but it better be on point. <laughs> In fact, Robin's already said it to me. If I was sitting where you were sitting, and the Word of the Lord was not being delivered, and there was no conviction in my heart about the Word of the Lord, I would get up and walk out. I want to be under the sound of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to be under the sound of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want it raw and rugged so it keeps me on point the rest of the journey. It's dangerous to complain about Ohio State winning the first quarter 28 to nothing and then they don't play much the rest of the game. But then I look at my own life and go, dude, you're in the fourth quarter and you look like Ohio State. Come on, church. 
It's amazing how we can see it in others, but we won't look at ourselves. Come on, bring it, brother. Next question. Brother, I love you, and I thank you for your presence, and I look forward to seeing you face to face, and I thank you for my salvation. Next question. Are you ashamed of him? Mark 8, 38. Hear the word of the Lord. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with holy angels. Listen, I have been an administrator. I was a dean. I was a coach. It's human nature to water things down. Let me explain to you this way. Friday night, Joshua and I took four young men who have earned it, earned it, down to Tampa to watch a baseball game. One of the young men just kept on keeping on. He just would not settle down. Having a great time, but he just, I could tell it. So on the way home, I'm talking about watering it down. What are you really talking about? If you think Jesus Christ is going to water down the word for you, you've been lied to. And you're lying to yourself. So I'd had enough. Somewhere around English, I turned to the vehicle and I said, Young man, I won't call his name. Young man, if you don't shut that down and go to sleep, I'm going to pull this car over and I'm going to take care of business. To sleep. What am I talking about? I'm not a bad dude. Children and young people need to know that what you're telling them is the truth and you will back it up. Well, one time, yes. Kids want to know that you're real and authentic. I went to a school the other day. The other ones were all set. And I called into the office and I said, so what are you doing this weekend? And he looked at me with a big smile and he said, hmm. I thought, here we go. I mean, he's only in second grade, but he is a trip. And he says to me, Coach, I think this is the weekend that we're going to a ball game. And then it wouldn't stop. It just kept going and on and on and on. I said, okay, all right. And I called him by name. Good job. I said, let's be ready to roll on Friday afternoon. Let's be ready to roll. Hmm, famous words, 9-11. Roll. Are you rolling in the kingdom? Hmm. Dr. Martin, Dr. Martin Luther said this. I almost said that king. Martin Luther said this, what the situation will be like in the world before the Lord returns, namely Christ, will be despised and the preachers of the gospel will be regarded as fools. That's a long time ago. That's all right. I'm not ashamed to be a Daniel. I'll stand alone. Jesus Christ is coming. Are you ready? Do you know Christ? What? A catastrophe to think that your home is all ready for baby Doran and all the nonsense that you're hearing on all the news. You're ready for all of that, but you're not ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Two to go. Are you alert? Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. Wow. Wow. I saw guys yesterday afternoon in some of the games that we were watching in last night's game. Man, they just, they were not alert. They were not focused. They did not pay attention to their assignments. Are you alert? Am I alert? Listen to the word of the Lord. 
Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Mm. Let me read it again because there's no quotes underneath that. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Are you alert? And are you alerting others? Hey, you ready? Hey, you good to go? And yes, on the way down and on the way back, when we had finally had enough and said, stop. Joshua and I, we shared with those four young men. Oh, no, not Bible-thumping moments. We just shared with them how important it is for them to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Who cares about a ball game if you go out into a Christless eternity? Last one. Are you going to be with him? Let me go back over them. I'm not going to reteach anything. Are you looking for his coming? Are you ready for your reward? See, each one leads to the next. Are you willing to repent? Are you ashamed of him? Are you alert? And now the last one. And then President Ronald Reagan's quote, and I want to close with a story. Are you going to be with him? I can't answer that question. Only you can. That's the sign of a non-judgmental pastor. I can't answer that question. I don't know who's ready. I don't know if you're going to be with him. Only you can answer that in just a few moments. John 14, 3 says, if I, listen, this is Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. This is Jesus Christ who never lied did not exaggerate the truth. Listen to what he said. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Spirit of the Lord is here. Two closing quotes by Mr. Morrison. Just a young man standing in front of his father's casket, delivering the word of the Lord. Someday I hope I get to meet him and tell him the impact he made on my life. How long has it been since you spoke to someone and said, thank you for impacting my life. Thank you for speaking into my life. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want it, but I knew I needed it. Mr. Morrison, listen closely. No, this is a quote. Know where you are going. 105 individuals die every minute. And two die every second. Think about that. I've been ministering just about 20, 25 minutes, maybe. And then he said, know where you are going. Now, I know what I'm going to be doing right after service. I know that I'm going to have a, a meeting with an individual. I know that I'm going to be with my wife. I know I've got work to do. I am a planner. The enemy is a planner. If you have no plans, every trap he sets, you will fall. Know where you're going. Thank you, Mr. Morrison. And then this is what he said. And then we'll come to President Reagan. Thank you, sir. President, I got his picture here. Thank you, sir, for those powerful words. He's just on the other side. As Mr. Morrison was closing yesterday and my phone was alive, I got his last quote. 
Give your life to Christ and do it now. Give your life to Christ and do it now. Why do I need to do that? Man, I think you're trying to be tough. Whatever. Listen to President Reagan. For the first time ever, everything is in place for the battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Christ. Let me read it one more time. Background music, please. For the first time ever, everything is in place for the battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Christ. Thank God for men who served at the highest office. We need some more like it. One more time. Maybe you'll listen to the president since maybe you weren't listening to the servant of the Lord. Just a, just a piece of clay. But the word of the Lord has come through. For the first time ever, everything is in place for the battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Christ. Well, Robbie Morrison's on the other side. He was ready for the coming of the Lord. And his son stood and spoke so softly, so gently about his daddy. That's not the story. This is the story. It's an honor to be able to work in all the schools, visit all the schools, get to meet administrators, secretaries, hook up with those I've worked with through the years. You don't know what a day will bring forth. You don't know if this is our last day. You, you already know the story. This could be our last day. <laughs> How foolish we are. Okay, let me put it there. How foolish we are. Because the enemy is so... He is such a trickster. He'll get you thinking about, he called you a fool. That's how the enemy works. I didn't say that. I said, how foolish we are. So this past week, I'm at Bronson Middle High School. Not once, several times. <laughs> Having fun when I walk through the front door. Cutting up, acting crazy. They like that. And I'll go, active threat drill right now. Lockdown, lockdown. They go, you are so crazy. I said, okay. And I always greet one of my co-workers who was with me back at Old Hilltop and Levy Learning Academy, Teresa Leffert. And she gives me heck all the time. I give it right back. She's all about those gators. I go, I'll just leave it right there. This is church. But whatever I dish out, boy, she puts it right back on my plate, and I love it. And I just flip it. I said, me, y'all got a mess in the office. She's an awesome, awesome person. And I've also worked with Tanya. Eric and Tanya Godkin, both of them were with me at Levy Learning Academy. Tanya is over at Bronson Elementary School. Isn't it amazing to see how God brings his word, which is eternal, right down into the platform of today so we can understand the Levy County? <laughs> Teresa and her husband were planning this whole weekend a cruise, an anniversary celebration. <laughs> 
our plans better line up with his plans. It might be better if we just buy into his plans. And sometimes you have to scrub and throw your plans out because you're not sovereign. Yep, I said it. You're not sovereign and neither am I. 4.30 yesterday morning on the Williston Road. Head-on collision. Everyone but Teresa were killed. Everyone. Other driver and those in the leopard vehicle. But they were going on a cruise. They were getting ready to celebrate. Oh, you're trying to amp this up. Oh, really? Let me tell you who's amping it up. Hell. I'm not amping anything up. And hell is hot. Not like Florida. We've never seen hot like that. I'm hoping I'm able to get to Shans and check on Teresa today. I got to get with the Godkin family and check on Tanya. Gone. I just saw Teresa twice this past week and she was so excited about the weekend and the cruise and her husband is gone. Never to return. (laughs) What is it going to take for this nation, we as the people of God, to go, I have got to get out into the highways and byways. I have got to deny myself and do more and give more, whatever it takes, and then model what I speak. Otherwise, you're a split because your word and your life. There's been some great players, a few, at your university. I'm not making fun. There have been. I'm going to name two that always lived by, and they still do by this principle. The young man and the other three, I talked about, is your word your bond? Okay? Danny Warfel. Tim Tebow. What they said is what they did. And if they said they were going to fight back and they were going to win that game, that's exactly what both those men would do. Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to do, are you here with me right now? What we're trying to do right now is to modify the passion and the purpose of men and women of God so the world can explode with their crap. I'm not going to do it. And if you think I'm crazy, you ought to go to 150. 150 years of college football. Who else is a big Gator fan that will love you big time? In the 150, there is a excerpt of Mr. Tim Tebow in the locker room. I'm going, whoa, baby, he's on fire. No wonder those kids followed him. And all of his teammates were right there with him. I am telling you, the church of Jesus, I'm talking to you, the church of Jesus Christ is seducing the passion in the pulpit so that we all can be happy campers on the way to hell. I refuse. You know that means a lot to me when I do that right there. I gotta go check on Teresa. I gotta find out what's going on. I gotta get with the Godkins. You know what that's gonna mean, sir? I'm gonna have to deny myself. See, I just don't read scripture to read scripture. 
I'm going to have to deny myself. Give up something today to go check on them. Because where they are is more important than where I There it is. And it's only 11.46. Who's here this morning that would say, hey, Dennis? See, I, the titles don't mean anything. The lifestyle does. Your word is your bond, right? Those four kids will never forget Coach Weber kept his word. And he waited till school started before we actually got our reward. And isn't that amazing how parents give kids up front and not make them earn it? <laughs> you can play in the kingdom of this world or you can play in the kingdom of eternity. And his kingdom is eternal. But those kids will never forget the night but whoa that old man don't I really hear you say that he kept his word he took us to the ball game I'm, this is not a moment of whoop whoop I am talking about we've got to get outside the walls of every church and reach those who need to be rescued they're crying out for help in a lot of different ways go get it go get it are you here this morning? Anyone that would say, hey, I'm not ready, but I'm not walking out of here. I'm not walking out of here without the knowledge that I'm ready. Oh, check this out in case you think maybe he's just playing. I obeyed the Holy Spirit this morning and I got oil. And I went out to every vehicle that was on our driveway and I anointed every one of the tires. Because somebody was in the wrong and somebody wasn't doing anything wrong. But now there's people dead. I believe in the blood and I believe in the oil. And I believe that God will cover us in our going out and coming in. So hint, hint, I'm recommending and suggesting. Oh, and one other thing I did, guess what else I did? What else did I do? You don't remember? You don't? Come here. And they love it, don't they, when I do this? No, they don't. Come here. Tell the, church, tell the church family what I did after I got done with all the cars. What did I do? There were two individuals in the house. What did I do? He anointed our kids. What? Come on. He, he anointed and prayed for our children. I put oil on Brittany, on her hands and her feet. Joshua was still in bed. He ain't going nowhere. And I opened up the door, and he's just, I'm going, I should just pour the whole thing on him. And I anointed Joshua, because he drives a lot back and forth from Gainesville to Chiefland. I'm only recommending, you don't have to do it, but you want to get them ready for every situation. Anoint your children, anoint those vehicles, plead the blood of Jesus Christ, and straight up ask them, are you ready? I know you want to be a Buckeye, And I want you to ask me, Robin, are you ready for his coming? Ask me. I'm excited about his coming. Anybody here this morning that would say, hey, man, I just, I want to get in the family. Not just forward, I want to get in the family. Anybody here that would say, hey, I want to meet Jesus this morning. Anybody here that does not have a relationship with Christ? Do you not know Christ? Do you know him? 
A little bit? Okay, get up. See, I'm so comfortable. Grab your chair. Come on, man, you're slow. You're playing like some teams. Go sit right beside Mr. Paul. Pray over him. Man, you can't. Well, I think, think. You got to know when you talk about eternity. I think I'm going to heaven. You got to be kidding me. I never coached. You all think we can score? Heck no, let's go do it. Anybody else would say, I'm not sure. I am not sure this morning. I'm not sure. I'm not ready. That's all I'm doing. I'm just asking anybody else. I'm not trying to barge into your life. But you don't know. You could be planning for whatever. And this could be the last day, the last moment of your life. How many, this morning, how many of you would be willing to stand with me and say, hey, I've got some friends, I've got some colleagues. Man, they are not, they haven't even heard about the coming of the Lord. And you'd be willing to stand. Robbie, you're going to pray over all of us. Okay? Anybody would like to stand and say, yep, I'm, I, man, I'm going to go to the battlefield. I am going to fight because I want to make sure they're in heaven. I want to make sure my friends, I want to make sure they're there. Man, I want to make sure my family's all in. I want to make sure all of my friends are in and my colleagues. However I need to do it, I'll do it. Man, you don't have to carry a Bible. I didn't carry a Bible down to Tampa. Because this is where the Bible needs to be, in here. That's where it's got to be. Right, sweetheart? We're standing saying, whatever it takes, man, i got to make sure my children <coughs> are ready. Whatever it takes. I want to make sure my friends really get the gist of this. Jesus Christ is coming, and he's coming soon, church. And you know what's amazing? The Bible even talks about how we pick up the signs of nature, but we don't even see the signs of his coming. I'm going to be able to walk out of here very comfortable today knowing that I obeyed God. And I have told you, Christ is coming, and he's coming soon. And now we got to go out there and go to work. Turn to someone and say before she prays, Operation Rescue. Operation Rescue. Oh, and check this out. You're going to probably laugh at this. There will be times when you're going to have to do something you don't want to do. I really didn't want to go down there Friday night. That puts me back home at midnight. You know that's way past my bed hour. But whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes for those kids... Man, why would you jump on some kid who's all strung out on drugs and other stuff, but you won't even put your life on the line? Let's go get on the line. Let's go get on the line and give our very best to the lives of kids and adults. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.